In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Saturday of the 23rd week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 16th day of September 2023, we celebrate the memorial of Saints Cornelius and Cyprian. Cornelius was a bishop, was a pope rather, and Cyprian was a bishop, and both were martyrs. Let us invoke the person of the Holy Spirit to come, dwell in us, inspire us, and guide us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh. Come, come, come. The title of my homily today is Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The first reading today is taken from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy, chapter 1, from verse 15 to verse 17. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 6, from verse 43 to verse 49. St. Paul, writing to Timothy today, tells us in his letter to Timothy, Beloved, the saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I am the foremost of sinners, but I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience for an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. St. Paul is encouraging all of us, especially those of us who feel we have so grievously offended God that God no longer can look our direction, that we have so we have committed so much sin that God can no longer forgive us. That God is angry with us. That is why we pass through what we pass through. That God's anger against the sins of our forebears have kept us where we are today. Today, dear brothers and sisters, God is telling you that I sent my only begotten son to save you from your sins. In fact, in Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, the word of God says, God commanded Ezekiel, he said, Say to them, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of this wicked, but that rather that they turn from their ways and live. And he said, turn, turn from your evil ways. 
difference in Christ. This is God speaking to us. He is not happy to see us punished as a result of our sins. He is not happy to see the wicked perish in his or her iniquity. He is rather doing everything, not just waiting for us to repent, but he comes after us in search of us. He is the good shepherd who will leave 99 good sheep and go in search of the one sheep that have gone astray. This is the amount of God's love for you. In fact, in the Gospel of John chapter 3, from verse 15 to verse 19, to verse 18 rather, Jesus tells us that everyone who believes, this is what the scripture says, everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. In verse 14, Jesus says, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And in verse 15, he asks that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. And in verse 16, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then in verse 17, he went on to say, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And in verse 18, he adds, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Beloved children of God, from the foregoing, therefore, it is crystal clear that Jesus came to save sinners. He has come to redeem us and to restore us into full communion with God our Father. Nevertheless, the onus lies on us to turn away from our sins and follow him. Are we accepting his free gift of salvation? As sinners, or do we prefer to continue in our sin and suffer the wrath of God? For anyone who refuses to believe stands condemned already. And so let us understand that one, Christ has come that we may be saved from our sins. He did not come to remain with us in our sins, to encourage us to continue in sin, nor to save us from our sins. And once we are saved from our sins, like he says in the gospel today, we begin to live the life of righteousness. And the life of righteousness, when lived by the believer, who was once a sinner, will begin to produce the fruits of righteousness. For every tree is known by its fruit. And so we become a people that are known for being good trees, producing good fruits. Like Jesus said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
The life we live is a function of the state of our hearts. Not a function of the circumstances around our lives. And that is why you see two persons facing the same kind of hardship. One goes committing crime in order to survive, while the other goes doing legitimate stops in order to survive. The one who goes committing crimes in order to survive may blame his evil on the hardship around his life. But I tell you, dear child of God, as true as that may appear to be, if his or her heart is set on what is right and righteous, he or she will not fall into evil. And so no matter what we experience in life, the state of our heart matters a lot. And the state of our heart is, if you like, a demonstration of the kind of tree we are. And so a truly repentant sinner, a truly saved sinner, begins to live in the life of righteousness. And the fruits are seen clearly by all. And so, beloved children of God, we have no justification for our sinful ways of life. Let us, therefore, continue in fervent and conscientious and consistent effort in doing the will of God as a people who have been saved, not just in words, not just by lips, but have been saved from our sins and then our hearts have been consecrated to God Almighty in the pursuit of the cause of righteousness. For no one who comes to Christ and hears Christ who failed to be saved by Christ. And again, we need to become fervent in the path of righteousness once saved because once you are saved, and even if you are not saved, as long as you live in a human society, challenges will come. Once you live an upright life, you are like a building that has its foundation dug deep into the rock and firmly built. When storms, floods, and winds come upon such a building, it can be pulled down. It remains standing. It's not compromised. It is only when you are saved and you begin to live the life of the saved that you can have such a solid foundation in Christ. St. Paul would tell us in his letter to the Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, let this heart be in us as it is in Christ. We must have the mindset of Christ. And this is what we see in the life of Cornelius and Cyprian whose memorial we celebrate today. St. Cornelius was elected Pope to succeed Fabian on March 13, 251 AD. When Emperor Decius was ruling, he made a law to the effect that everyone should pay homage to their Roman gods in the presence of the commissioners appointed by the emperor within a given date and obtain a certificate of their obedience to the law. Anyone without such a certificate after the given date was considered as a criminal and faced death. 
Many Christians paid homage to the Roman courts and escaped death. But many priests and bishops refused to pay homage to the Roman gods and braved death. Pope Cornelius was one of the brave men who, who desisted from paying homage to the Roman gods. St. Cornelius was exiled and he died there as a martyr in June 253 AD due to the hardships he faced there. He is a patron saint against earache, epilepsy, and fever. He is also revered as a patron saint of domestic animals. St. Cyprian was born in the year 200 AD as a son of a rich pagan senator. His original name was Tassius Cyprianus. He was elected bishop of Carthage in the year 248 AD. He was also living in the period of Emperor Decius and he encouraged the faithful against the severe persecution of Decius. From his hiding place, he died as a martyr on September 14, 258 AD. These men are a great set of heroes of our Christian faith and they challenge us today not to allow ourselves to become, you know, to get to bow to the gods of our generation. Our generation, if you don't belong to various groups, your various organizations, of course, ungodly, then you cannot be allowed to grow in different areas of life in the society of today. But as children of God, let us not allow this to shake us. We must remain firm in righteousness. And God will continue to bless us through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.